Guys, this is Free Tuition. This is episode 13 of season two. We are in bowl season. Uh, we are a couple of days away from the big games. We got the big ones coming up. Uh, you, of course, you know me. This is Scott. I got Malone back here with me. Malone, what's going on? Uh, not too much, man. We're, um, you know, back. Another episode, uh, you know, previewing the, the college football playoff. And today we got a special guest, an original chat member. Bama fan, Bama enthusiast, Rappermatics, man. Welcome to the show. Man, what's up, guys? Appreciate y'all having me. Had to, nope. had to bring you on, man. It's, uh, I mean, it's looking like we're destined to Clemson, Alabama 5, another tiebreaker over this last, uh, you know, half a decade here now. And uh, every time those teams seem to clash, it, it, uh, it ends up being a game, good game. We're not quite there yet, but, uh, it, it, you know, it's kind of – we're looking like we're going that direction right now. That's what it looks like, man. You know, uh, I wonder how the rest of college football feels, you know, chasing our coattails. But it, it is looking that way. Um, anytime that Clemson Alabama get together, two juggernaut, two great programs, and it's always a fun time, man. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't ever like to look past anybody or um, – but but yeah, man, it, it looks like two two dark horses ready if they take care of business to to meet up again. Absolutely. So, I mean, this week's episode, we're gonna keep it kind of just you know. There's three things we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the Heisman race. We got our finalists. We're gonna talk about the uh, the Sugar Bowl, and we're gonna talk about the Rose Bowl. Uh, you know, there's other games going on right now. I mean, as we you know kind of talked about before we came in, we're currently uh, in the middle of Oklahoma State and Miami. Uh, Derek King ended up, uh, I guess he went out with an injury, but he also announced he's returning in 2021. So that's going to make the, uh, the ACC a little bit deeper, um, you know, not losing. I think everybody except for Duke is returning a quarterback with starting experience. So I think we could see the ACC really be on to something next year when it comes to a competitive level. But enough about that. Uh, as far as the Heisman watch. So we got our four finalists. We have, of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence from the Clemson Tigers. We have Kyle Trask of the Florida Gators. And we got two Bama boys this year. We got uh, Devontae Smith, wide receiver, and we got quarterback Mac Jones. Anybody that you guys think got snubbed off of the trip to the, you know, the trip to New York, quote unquote. I don't know if they're actually going with Rona going on, but what do you guys think? I think the list is pretty fair, to be honest. Uh, you know, if you look at these four four players, I think that they've kind of been at the top of their game all season. They've been consistent. Um, they all have uh, playoff teams despite one, except for Kyle Trask. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's a solid list. I don't think there are any snubs, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The only one I could say is uh, why not make it three out of four Bama guys and put Najee in there. So um, he had a hell of a season. But but to be honest and be fair, I, I think all, all four of those guys are well-deserving. Um, and, and to me, if you asked earlier if Kyle Trask would be on my Heisman watch list uh, this year, I would, uh, I would tell you you're crazy and, and you don't watch college football. So for him to put together the year that he did uh, – Pretty amazing. So I, I don't see any snubs other than honorable mention Najee Harris for me. You know, we had a couple of people when we had the SEC preview show 
said to watch out for Florida and watch out for Kyle Trask. And I kind of laughed at him too. I, I mean, I didn't think he was going to be a Heisman finalist. You kidding me? But at the same time, I don't think he's the best player on his team. I think Bingo. Malone would agree with me on that. Uh, that. That's the major key. I mean, you got somebody like Kyle Pitts to throw to. It makes your job a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think the writing's on the wall. I think this has got to be this got to be the year I think Clemson does it. Because when you look at Mac Jones and you look at Devontae Smith, I mean, those votes are going to split. I think the Bama votes are going to split between those two guys. Because, you know, which one can you say is better than the other? I mean, well, Devontae Smith is clearly better than Mac Jones, in my opinion. Um, but, you know. Hey, I will say, I think it's – I think Devontae Smith has a legitimate argument just because when Waddle goes out, it's like, okay – What's going to happen? Is there going to be this drop off? And he just like literally took his game to another level. And every game going in, everybody knows Devontae is number one guy. We got to take him out. He doesn't have a, a waddle crutch. We know where Matt Jones is going to ball and he's still getting it done. Um, I, I, you know, I got to put some respect on his name for that. Man, I'm, I'm glad you did that, man. I really am because I, I truly feel like Devontae Smith is, he is our up. Offensive to your point, when Waddle went down, it's almost like we didn't even skip a beat. And I say we as an Alabama fan, but but um, Devontae, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He, he's the all-time leading reception in Alabama history. And you you, you guys know the wide receivers that, that that program's put out. But, I mean, 98 catches for over 1,500 yards and 17 tutties. Like, come on. That's, that's special. He's a great player. And – at the same time, when I look and you know, obviously I'm playing devil's advocate because I got a guy in the race too. Um, and when I look at a guy like Devontae Smith, would we be sitting here calling him a Heisman candidate if Waddle didn't get hurt? Like if Waddle was still out there, he Devontae Smith may not even be the best wide receiver on the team. Mm, that's fair. I think that's a fair point. Um I do. I think they they all they bring different things to the table, though. I, I think you know when you think of Jalen Waddle, you think of wow, he is truly electric, and I know that's kind of what the Heisman is all about. But uh, but Devontae Smith truly makes everybody around him better. And then to step up when when an injury like that to one of a, the best players on the squad, and you don't skip a beat. I mean, makes a good point. So, but but I, I hear you, man. I really do. I'm gonna make my case for Trevor. So. <laughs> So we're all aware that he missed two games uh, due to COVID. Um, already a shortened season. Uh, they played 11 games, including the championship. You know, so not as many games. And he's on the verge for, uh, I believe, breaking the record for passing yards in a, se- uh, in a season by a Clemson Tiger which is just, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's played nine games so far already and he's about to break this record. Uh, so it's just, I don't know, it's kind of absurd to me. And when you look at what happened, the game against Boston College was the first game he didn't play in. Uh, you know, uh, DJ started that game and they struggled the first half. Uh, they were down by a couple of touchdowns at halftime. DJ came back and they won the game, uh, you know, and, and then following week played that double overtime loss to Notre Dame. And 
when you get this guy back on the field, you play Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame again in the rematch, and you win by you know multiple scores. I think it speaks to what he means to the team. You got all the off the field stuff going on as well, but on the field, I mean, I feel like there's clearly not a better college football player this season than than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I I will say, um, you know, a, a wide receiver hasn't won the award since 1991 in Desmond Howard. So, I mean, if anything, history is on your side as far as this goes. Uh, I, I I gotta imagine that at the end, Trevor probably comes away with the award. Um, you know, I it it I've, I've mentioned this a couple episodes ago. It you know, it's, it seems like this has been part of his story since he's been. In, since he's walked into college football, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, the hype has been there. Heisman Trophy candidate every year. It's it's like, you know, it's kind of his turn. You know what I'm saying? So it, it wouldn't shock me if we see him get away with it and, and, and get the award. And he has the status to back it up. So, I mean, it you know, he's 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 by his time. You know what I mean? Um, last season was kind of an anomaly. I think a lot of people thought it would be him last year. Joe just had a crazy-ass year. Um, yeah. Wow. And uh but yeah, I think this is his time. So ultimately yeah, I think he wins it out, man. But uh you know, Devontae, Devontae. Devontae and this is nothing to disrespect Devontae because he's you know, I mean, he's special, man. He's really special. Um I, I'm still not convinced that he's the I mean, hell man, I mean Brad even mentioned, you know, like Najee Harris should be a candidate. Like you just got these three guys that are like phenomenal at their position. How can you pick one of them? That's when fair. Win the yeah. award. That, I think that's what's so prolific about Alabama these days is just, you know, a couple years back, or I should say five, ten, ten years, like you're, you're not thinking of Alabama as a, as a prolific offense. And to have somebody at each position – to truly be arguably the best at their position and, and in the Heisman conversation is, is remarkable. This is true. I mean, it's kind of, you know, the script has kind of started to flip because, well, you know, maybe comes down a little bit to do with it. The loss, you know, you kind of see the evolution of college football. Bama was stuck in their ways, man, heavy defense, ground and pound. And it was working. Like, don't get me wrong. Like nobody was beating those guys. Uh, and then you get a couple of losses in there to, you know, this this new age, you know, high tempo spread out offense. You kind of flip that script a little bit. And, yeah, it seems to be just, you know, the popular thing to do as far as uh, winning football programs. I mean, look at LSU, you know, last season. They, you know, they they dump the bucket, go out there, whole new offense, and uh, they put up, you know, a history-making season. Yeah, I mean, it it's kind of just seems like that's the – it's really the way of college football. And, I mean, credit to Saban and a lot of these coaches out here. I mean, you got to you gotta make the adjustment. Um, and, and you know, the elite programs have, and it's paying dividends. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nail on the head, Brad, as far as uh, 10 years ago, no one's thinking about that with being this prolific offense. I mean, you know, uh, you had the, the Mark Ingram year where he won the Heisman. You got the Derrick Henry year. He wins the Heisman. And, I mean, you think about the number one wide receivers on those teams, great players, great players, but the numbers weren't absurd at all. You know what I mean? Well, Julio had great numbers. But, um, I mean, you know, Amari Cooper was great, but he wasn't – I don't know. I don't know. It was. It's just way different now. 
Yeah, it's different, man. It, it's, you know, I don't think we have the quote unquote game managers anymore right there. We have people back there that can just flat out sling the pill and get it into playmakers hands, which, which is different than, uh, than years past. And, and to Scott's point, it might as well, it could have been a Clemson uh, or some, some of these offenses giving it to us and, and making our defense um, look suspect. And, and I'll be the first one to admit it's, it's, it's unique as an Alabama fan kind of having to flip the, the script of being, you know, no one can score on us to shit. We gotta, we gotta put up points and now we have the offense to do it. So. It's Alabama, Notre Dame kicking off at, I believe that's a four o'clock Eastern time kickoff uh, down at the Rose bowl, which is now going to be in, is in Dallas, right? I know they moved it. Yep. They moved it in Dallas. So which is good, you know, you get some parents in there, you get a, you know, I don't know if they're going to have any more fans than that. I don't know what the capacity range is, but I know they're getting families in there at least. Yeah. And it's, it's good to hear because, you know, you work so hard to get to a bowl game, especially the Rose bowl. Obviously you wish you'd be in California, but you know, we have a global pandemic going on. Right. So I'm amazed. And, and I heard you say that last episode, Scott, of, just like we, you didn't think we'd get here. Neither did I. I was a, uh, I was one of those people that were preaching in you know mid June, July. I was like, "There's no shot we have college yeah. football." <laughs> so to even get this far is is a blessing, and I'm I'm just glad we're playing. We're strapping it up, and let's let's go get a title. So let's talk about it. So we we've seen Notre Dame run the table. They've beaten Clemson this year. They beat a, a depleted Clemson team, but I mean. DJ is still a five-star quarterback who came in, you know, built like an NFL quarterback. You still got pieces on the field like Travis Etienne. You you had to go out there and beat a good Clemson team. Um, and you got other good wins. You beat North Carolina, uh, a couple of other teams out there throughout the year. And uh, and then, of course, you fall short in the ACC championship game. But committee still gets you in over, you know, could have put Texas A&M in there. There were a couple of other teams that you probably could have put in. But I think we all agree that Notre Dame was the fourth best team. But now they get another, you know, they're going right into the the, the teeth of the shark, man. And uh, any any chance at all that Notre Dame can win this game? Brad, you go ahead and start us off on this one, man. All right. Well, uh... I think there's a chance uh, that they can win the game. I, I do think it's very slim, <laughs> but, but there, there's always a chance, man. That's why we, that's why you strap on the pads, right? But um, with the Nick Saban coach team and the way Alabama is and, and as strong as they are um, this year, I don't see it happening. Um, but, man, it, Notre Dame has looked strong all year. Um, yeah, they did beat a, a Clemson team that was depleted without Trevor and in my opinion, that Clemson still should have won that game. If it, it, you know that that overtime that was oh, that was crazy, was but rough. yeah, I mean, but long story short, Notre Dame they they've earned the right to be there. Um, but we all remember what time what time it was when when Notre Dame came in undefeated and um, it, they ran into Alabama. So I, I think it'll be a little similar to that. But yeah, they they have a shot. Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. Um, for Notre Dame to win this game, they would have to get timely stops, and they need a huge game out of Kyron Williams. Um, running the ball, keeping Bama's offense off the field uh, would have to be the way that I think that Notre Dame would be able to get it done. 
and maybe force a turnover or two, win a turnover battle. Um, but other than that, you know, that's a lot to ask, you know what I mean, against a team like this. And I just don't really see it happening. I think Bama's kind of on a mission here, and uh, at least to get to the last game. And um, I think they do that handedly uh, in this football game. I don't know if you guys saw the Cam Harris touchdown just now. Um, I did. I did. That was pretty nice. Uh, it was. I, I wanted to point that out before I go into it. But you might as well put me in the video of Stephen A. Smith laughing last. I, I tagged you in. I think Mom. <laughs> yeah. In a video when uh, when uh, they asked uh, if Florida had any chance to beat Alabama, Stephen A. Smith like all he could do was laugh. He just busted out laughing. That's me right now, man. There is no way in hell that Notre Dame is going to beat Alabama. I, I just, you know, I, I still, like, yeah, they're the fourth best team in college football, but you got these three teams that are just so high above everybody else. Like, you, Alabama, Clemson, I'm going to even put Ohio State in there because when they're healthy and they're on, they're in that tier. And there's nobody else. Like, there's just nobody else that can compete at the level that these three teams uh, do on a consistent basis and, and most definitely this year. May, and maybe not Ohio State has had a little bit of a struggling year, but, you know, they've had COVID issues and all sorts of other stuff going on. They, you know, they lost a coach one week uh, or, not, well, I think that may have been the week the game got canceled. But they, they just – they've had all sorts of things going on all year. And you got just this other team that's – I mean, we see this all the time. The fourth seed comes in and maybe they don't belong. You had Washington that one year, uh, Michigan State. You know, somehow I think they were a three seed, but you know, kind of in that same realm. Oklahoma so, last year, you got blown out. Last yeah, year. yeah, Oklahoma you know, got just, demolished. So you just get these teams that are just kind of fillers, and that's when that's what this Notre Dame team is. And Bama, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be mean and insult the Irish, but we could be looking at a forty pointer. Oh wow, a forty yeah. pointer. I think so, man. I, I think I think Alabama's got it. You had a few weeks off to get rested, um, or, or well, two weeks off. Uh, but you got, I mean, yeah. There's no way they, they don't have anybody on the defense that's going to be able to contain that offense that Bama has. The early line think, is nineteen and a half. Yeah, it's nineteen and a half. Nineteen and a half. I mean, that tells you enough right there. It's a twenty-point line for a, a semifinal. That's a three-score game. Like that's, <laughs> that's, an, that's absolutely absurd. Yeah, the over is uh, what a total is sixty-five and a half. I'm shit. I might, I might take the spread and the over. To be honest, I mean, Notre Dame is not going to be able to keep up with these boys. They just don't really have the horses. I don't think um, this might this might be a boat race. Yeah, you guys are you guys are very humble about it, but yeah, it's it's a wrap. My bad, Brad. What were you getting ready to say? No, you're good. O only thing I would say is if Alabama continues to get off to slow starts, and Notre Dame can somehow make it interesting, um, you know, in the second quarter, get get it to about four minutes left, where you know, ten point ball game, and they get a new new uh, energy, new belief. That's the only way I think it's close. However, um, I, I think this will be an absolute. Beat down. I, I really do. I'm not changing my stance. I'm just saying the original question was, is there a chance? Yes, there's a chance, but not much of it. Very slim. Um, I think the tide roll. And, and to Stephen A, Scott, roll 
Tide. <laughs> that man Stephen A kills that roll tide. He, he kills it, man. He he's a clown, but uh he is. Oh man. And you know what's scary about Alabama? I was just thinking about this as we're talking about the players and we're talking about Mac Jones and him being a finalist candidate. What we haven't even seen young Bryce yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Beginning of the year, I think a lot of people had a thought that Bryce that Bryce Young was gonna have this job by the time the year was over. And it just hasn't been the case. Alabama fans thought that. I thought well, that. I mean, it is. It was one of those things where we thought we had a full-fledged quarterback controversy going into the year. And, and, you know, it was like splitting hairs if you talk to, you know, half tied country. The other other half was, no, we're riding with Mac. Obviously, he's shown glimpses. You know, Tua went down and all this stuff. And almost like we didn't skip a beat in a sense. And and everyone's like, well, we have this electric five-star coming in who, you know, has all the intangibles that you want. And, and so, good position to be in. But but uh, to say that Bryce Jones or Bryce Young, excuse me, should have started this year, I was probably in that that conversation. Well, hey, let's let's make it uh let's make it interesting. But but Mac to put the team on his back and has had a, a hell of a year, man. So future's bright there in Tuscaloosa. Definitely, definitely, quarterback position is looking good. Does does uh does Mac Jones go pro? What you think? I think so. I mean, I think he'll make a roster uh, for sure. Um, he'll probably be one of the top five quarterbacks taken, and, and and that should be what at least a top three pick in my or no, I'm sorry, top three rounds. Um, maybe even just an early early second. But I think he goes pro. I, I don't know if he's a, a starter, um, but definitely a solid backup. Kind of like kind of remind me a, a little bit better version of an A.J. McCarron that can come in and get you an NFL win um, for sure. But I, I think he's better than him. I don't think he's a, a, a quote-unquote game manager, like I said. I think he can actually sling the pill and, and be and be successful. But it's hard to judge, man. It really is because you have to be the elite of the elite of the elite to, to be good in, uh, in the NFL. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think he'll have a tough decision to make, to be fair, at the end of the season. Um, obviously, Bama uh, – reloads every year um but i'm just not quite sure if he'll be able to do the same kind of production this year um or next year that he did this year just with the the two guys that he had at his disposal um are, are really really upper echelon um so yeah i'm just not sure he can, he can replicate that uh so he might be able to you know just strike what iron's hot type deal but you know we'll see i think yeah i think he should go because i mean he's it's a perfect position. Um, quarterbacks are not getting worse. They seem to be getting better. So I feel like each year the quarterback uh, draft classes are getting deeper. Uh, we definitely have a really interesting class coming out this year. And uh, and I, I do think he should make his, you know, make his name a part of that class. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a Heisman finalist, you know. I mean, he's going to get – he's definitely going to get worked out. He's going to get an invite to the combine and everything. Uh and he'll he'll get drafted if he were to enter, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely! I think Brad got it right on the head. I mean, uh, top three round pick. I mean that that that's well much it right there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's gonna go as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure he's focused on these these playoffs. 
Right. And, and I mean, does the risk outweigh the reward at that point, man? I, I don't, I can't see him grading any higher than he did this year. Um, right. It's almost a, too risky of a situation to come back if I'm Mac, you know, or, or to not go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So we're all on the same page. Alabama wins. They seal their trip to Miami this year, I believe, right? Is the championship. Uh, I think it's Miami. Yep, Miami Gardens. Nice, okay. okay. January 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so Alabama's going. Now we got the 8 o'clock game, the Sugar Bowl. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Clemson. I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Brad, man, you go ahead and lead us off again, man. How, what you what you thinking about this one? This one, this one's gonna be interesting, man. I I, I wish there's more tape on Ohio State. You know, obviously with COVID, you don't you don't uh you didn't know what what any team was gonna be able to play or or all that. So, man, this one is gonna be the fun one. In my in my opinion, I think it will be a little bit closer than than that uh, game at four o'clock. I, I do see Clemson winning this game. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Trevor and, and that offense and, and Clemson's ability to to just make the big play and and not turn the football over to uh, to beat Justin Fields and, and the Buckeyes, man. But I, I think it's going to be close. I, I, did the line open up at seven and a half? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a spot on line, man. I, I think it's going to be one of those Clemson has the game in grasp, but like it's closer than the score. You know what I mean? So I, I truly think they'll get that done. And um, man, this one's going to be a good one. It, it, it's a tough call, but I, I, I got Clemson in a, in a nail biter. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in agreement with you on there. I got, I got Clemson in this one as well. And, there's just so many nice storylines in this game. Uh, just with, you know, you got the Dabo picking uh, Ohio State at at 11. And you know that Ryan Day is going to be using that to, you know, with his football team, trying to use that as some kind of motivation. You got the uh, Justin Fields versus, versus, uh, versus Trevor Lawrence, the two Georgia boys, the top two recruits coming out when they were in high school. You know, we got another battle. For them trying to you know get the one up on each other and um it's just it's, it's gonna be great it's definitely gonna be the more fun matchup out of the two uh i imagine so um you know we're gonna see what happens but i i got I, um i got clemson in the tight one but i, I do expect ohio state to compete uh kind of like scott was mentioning earlier i mean you know Bama, ohio state clemson uh rosters they're just a little a little bit different than everybody else's um so you know this might just be Ohio State's time to shine as far as getting up to play. Um, but I do expect Trevor Lawrence to get his team to prevail um, at the end of the game. Do you guys remember the last time Ohio State beat Clemson? <laughs> I don't. That's because it hasn't happened. <laughs> oh, it's nice. never happened. We can keep the goose egg alive. It's uh, <laughs> the dabble. Uh, ranking them at number 11 was the funniest thing that happened to me all week because uh, they're clearly not number 11. And I don't know if he did – I mean, he explained why he did it. I don't – and 
I don't know, man. It, it was just hilarious because it felt like a troll, but I don't think he was really trying to troll them. But that's how it's going to be perceived. And uh, and it's got those boys fired up. I'm excited. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like Ohio State, they hate us, man. They really hate us. I don't hate Ohio State, but they hate Clemson. They hate them so much. And uh, I know they definitely want to get this one. But with all the issues they've had with COVID, players that have been out, they haven't been able to train properly. Uh, you've got players that may not even be there. I don't know if Olave is playing at, at this moment. So you don't even know if he's going to be in the game or not. You know, that's that may be the game changer right there. And so you got a Clemson team that's hasn't really had, like the last two games, they didn't have any players out uh, due to COVID. You know, they may have had regular injuries, but no COVID-related uh, people sitting. And just more, more grease in the gears going right now. You've played more games. You got a lot of... Uh, you know, just a lot of wind under you right now. I think seven and a half. I'm, man, I, again, I'm not trying to disrespect teams tonight because these are supposed to be the four best teams. And uh, I really think we could be looking at a two touchdown win. I don't think that's ridiculous. I mean, I think that's pretty good. Two touchdowns, I, I think that's fair. Hey, to break it to you, though, Scott, I hate to break, be the barrier of bad news. Clemson is hated by way more than just Ohio State, brother. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. They they hate us because they can't beat us. Yep. Like, they literally can't beat us. So, I don't think this year changes it. Which is, you know, I mean, it'll happen one day. But I'll tell you this. Jeremy, I, I made the same bet with him I make with him every time we play. And he did not make it this year. He, he did not bet me anything. I asked him if he wanted to bet on the game again. He told me no. So, yeah, man, the guy's tired of losing, man. He is. He is. And I think, and you know, I I think he knows what's happening. It'll be a fun one, man. I'm excited this week. It's gonna be great. We get here fast enough. Yeah, we're almost here. Um, you know, we got a couple of days as we're recording. We got uh, what is it? Tuesday, Fridays, the games. Um, so Friday yeah, we're night, almost, we're almost here, almost yeah. here. I'm, I'm so glad it's on new year's day. I've hated the new year's Eve shit. It's been the worst. Yeah, and I think like one year they played on like the 29th or some shit like that. Right. Like these are new year's day games, man. Yeah. Like get everybody around everybody off work I and mean, like, let's go, let's watch some real grown men football. I'm with you, Scott. It is the worst when, you know, you have the, one of those bowl games you got to squeeze in and then it's a playoff game. Like, come on, man. This needs to be prime time every time where everyone can watch. Yeah, New Year's the New Year's Eve was horrible because you got the eight o'clock game. That shit ends and then it's like, all right, it's midnight, you know? So right. wherever you watch that game at, that's where you're gonna be celebrating New Year's. Yep, Peach Bowl, man. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl always did that shit. New Year's Eve, eight PM all the time. You're on Marta uh catching catching New Year's. <laughs> 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 Shout out Marta. Shout out Marta. Shout out man. to Marta, man. Wow. Haven't haven't seen Marta in, in quite some time. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been on Marta uh, definitely since uh since the pandemic, but even pre-pandemic, it's it's been a while. But yeah. I've had I've had my time though. Yeah, it's gonna be a good New Year's Day. Um 
wake up. Cobra Kai season three comes out New Year's Day. Malone, you ready? <laughs> You're not ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I gotta. I gotta get through the other seasons first. Man, sweep the leg. You watch any of it, Brad? Man, all I know is sweep the leg, and I, hey. I've heard. I've heard. Heard very good things about it, and so I might fire it up, man. I'm always looking for the next best thing um, as far as getting into a series. For everybody listening right now, if you haven't watched Cobra Kai, it's you know 30 years after the Karate Kid events. It's incredible. It's better than the movies. You know, you need to check it out if you haven't seen it. If you like Karate Kid, even just a little bit, you gotta watch the show. Shows way better than the movies, tenfold. I'm firing it up tonight, man. It's it's fire, man. They keep they go back and forth between like what's going on in the movies and what's happening now. You got everybody back. You got Daniel LaRusso. You got Johnny Lawrence. Um, I'm not gonna tell you many more names after that because I don't want to spoil anything. But you got you got some you got some guys. You got some people from the old days. No no Miyagi, of course, because you know he passed away. Uh, and uh, Miyagi. You know, they'll 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 kind of reflect on that in the show. But yeah. It's awesome. It is impressive they were able to get all those people back together to, uh, you know, to do this. I hear season three there's going to be more. I saw uh, a trailer, and I don't know if you guys saw the second Karate Kid, but uh, Chosen, the, 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 you know, the, the rival, the enemy in the second movie when mm-hmm. they went to Okinawa. I don't know if you guys watched it like I did, but I, I, he, I remember that. He, he's in season three. He's in the preview of season three. So I guess at some point they go to Okinawa and, uh, and they go see. I think even the love interest from the movie is there. What? Yeah, like, you know. Boy, Netflix cutting checks, boy. They are. They, are, they really are, man. They, Netflix is out there. <laughs> season four has already been green-lighted. So, yeah, we got a lot, of, we got a lot more Cobra Kai coming. I know, uh, but I got a little bit off there, man. So Sunday, uh, Sunday, geez, uh, Friday, um, Alabama. I'm going Clemson for the second game. I, it sounds like you guys are right there with me. Indeed, indeed. Yep. Clean sweep across the board. And then we get the fifth installment. And uh, let's just, you know, I would say let's play ahead. But no, we'll probably just have to talk about this next week. I would say let, let's let's go ahead and pick that game now. But now we gotta save it. We got. I was gonna it. say, are we gonna go ahead and roll it out now? Or? Nah, nah, nah. We gotta save it for the list. Yeah, now nah, you know we gotta keep the people waiting a little bit. Yeah. You know? Bring them back next week. Hey, yeah, you know, we gotta play the games. I know how it goes, man. Who knows? Yeah, we may. Yeah, we may be eating our crow. I doubt it, but we'll play these games. We'll see what happens, and uh, you know. We'll uh, see if we uh, if we get the rematch again. So speaking on the playoff, let me uh, let me let me ask both of y'all this real quick. Um, you know, we have these teams who are kind of feel like they've been uh, left off every year. Like um, this year, you got your Cincinnati, you got Texas A and M, um, even Florida, depending on who you ask. Um, should should we expand? Should we get this thing to six or eight teams? Oh man, the expansion question. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about expansion. I mean, sometimes I'm like, if you're good, you're good. Let, let's get the let's get you know the six or eight teams. 
I honestly, we were begging for a four-team playoff. Now it seems like we're, you know, we're trying to get to six and eight. Here's the deal. With these teams that are out there getting snubbed, I, I think COVID is a – it's kind of a hard year to assess this because you have a 6-0 and Ohio State, you know, getting the nod over over a 9-0, and I believe, you know, Cincinnati. So you would like to see it a little bit more or an expanded just to for it to be a little bit more fair. But I, I think four teams right now is is solid. I, I really do. Um, you, you get into to playing too many games. I think that would – I think it would hurt the conference championships and all this other stuff too. So, uh, and, and I also think for college football as a whole, I mean, the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world and, you know, Ohio State's like, that's, that's already three locks right there. So what, what good is it going to be, you know, moving forward, but love to hear y'all's take on it. It's, it's a weird answer for me because I feel like it changes for me. Like right now, right at this very moment, I mean, I kind of talked about this earlier. There's like three teams that are exceptionally better than everybody else, and then and then everybody else is just everybody else. So I feel like for a year like this year, you know, and did Cincinnati get snubbed? Yes. But at the same time, could they be able to hang with Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State? You know, I don't think so. And so I think, but at the same time, if I were to expand it, I think the number to go is six. I don't think you need eight. I think eight, I think if you look at a seven or eight ranked team, they're not going to be as good as the first or the second ranked team. And maybe they'll fall, you know, the dominoes will fall how they're supposed to. But I think six is that sweet spot because when you look in, at the history of some of the, the controversies uh, from these committee you know, picks, like, like the one year Alabama didn't play in the championship game and they got the four seed, for example, uh, you know, they kind of snuck their way in there. What was that, 2017, I think? And won the Madden. Uh, they won. They won. But you had controversy and, and you had other teams that you know, had a case to possibly be that four seed. And so if you expanded it up to six, because what you could do is you could have a buy for the one and the two seed. You have three play six, four play five. Winners play the one and the two, and then you have your championship. I think that's a pretty good format if you were to change it. But I really think right now four is kind of, you know, it's kind of solid in my opinion, just because there's just these teams that are just elitely above everybody else right now. Yeah, I'm – I'm kind of with the expansion. I mean, I, I think I, def- I definitely think the six teams is kind of where you want to be at. But it's kind of like we've all mentioned tonight. I mean, you know, we can say one roster is better than another roster, so on and so forth. But it's why we play the games, right? And you know, the, the conversation keeps coming up. It just kind of seems like eventually. I mean, we're just kind of at a point right now where it really is just we gotta make a change a little bit here. I mean, um, every year we got one of these teams. Let's just throw them in there. Let's see what happens. I mean, you know, if they get their ass beat, they get their ass beat. The next year, we, I mean, we keep the six, but maybe it's just different criteria as far as who gets in. You know what I mean? But um, I don't know. It just seems like uh, they should at least get their shot, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, I'm, I'm with the 16s personally. I will say I think the one year that UCF went undefeated, 
Yeah. And they ended up being Auburn in one of those New Year's New Year's Day six games. Yeah. That year, I think they legitimately could have went in and at least won a game in the playoff because uh, they ended up being Auburn, who beat. I think this was the 2017 year because it was when it, it, was. it was Georgia and Alabama. Auburn beat both of those teams that year, and uh, and then UCF beat them. So, you know. Yeah. Just kind of no, to that, that point, to your point though, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate a 16 playoff. I, I really wouldn't. I just. I just don't. To, to your point though, Malone, is they get the ass beat. That's what will happen. Um, it, I just think it's. Head and shoulders above, um, you know those top three, top four programs, and um, but I think these teams that go undefeated and run the table and do that do deserve a shot. So I would be with it. I just don't know how successful it would it would be. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm 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 with you. It's gonna be a conversation we'll continue to have until it eventually happens. I I, I think the expansion is. Inevitable because at the end of the day, we know what this is about. It's about money, and all that's going to do is just generate more of it. So uh, I think it's a, it's eventually going to happen, whether it's at the end of this contract for four teams, which I have no idea when that is, but I, I think it was maybe like a 10-year agreement, something like that. We're at year six. Yeah, what did it start, 2015? Uh, I think the first year was 2004. 14. 14. I think so. You said it's a 10-year deal? I think. It, it, this is all I'm, – I'm going off of guesses here right now, but I feel like it was a 10-year deal to have it at four teams um, for the playoff. And, and then they'll reevaluate. But, you know, I think six teams would be the next step up to go. But they may go eight. I mean, just to keep it, you know, eight – Eight team system is pretty uh pretty pretty easy flow. Man, eight eight would eight would feel muddy. But I don't know. That might be six is the perfect number. Yeah. Six is the perfect number. Because those years that we have had controversy as far as who should get in at four, you know, usually it doesn't go past, you know, two more teams. So I, I think six is the perfect number. Give those two top seeds a bye. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so if there were six teams today, we'd have Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, A&M, and OU. And so that would be, you know, Florida on the outside looking in. And um, it, it would it would be fun, man. But do – so what? Would the first two people get a bye and then three play six? So Ohio State would play OU in that scenario and then Notre Dame would play A&M? Exactly. Yeah. And then that uh the three and six matchup would play the two seed and the four and five matchup will play the one seed. I think that's right. how it would shake up. You yeah. see, like you bring up Oklahoma right now. I mean, Oklahoma is definitely one of those teams right now. Who would want to play Oklahoma right now? Oklahoma's been whooping everybody's ass that they've been playing since they, they took uh their last loss. Um I mean they're like a dangerous team that's just not in the playoff right now. They're just kind of one of those teams. So I, I don't know. I mean, you got teams like that. It's uh, they got they got to make a change here. But it looks like that won't happen until the end of twenty twenty five. It looks like that's when the contract is up. You guys think it'll make it'll change in twenty twenty five? Because yeah, I think you, you bet your ass it will. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta imagine that they they'll make the 
they'll make a change then. I guess it's just a matter of what it's going to be. But either way, yeah, I mean, we still got – there's people in high enough power that they could probably change it sooner, but I, I doubt it will happen. It's the NCAA. We know how those guys are. You know, we just – we just won the football game, man. Give us the game. <laughs> Give us the game, NCAA. I know you're listening. Y'all listen to free tuition. Give oh, us the definitely. game. Definitely want the video game, man. Got to bring that shit back. Malone, back in the day, my NCAA football days, I used to strap it up with LSU because of the, the fight song. And don't tell all my Alabama folks that. No, nah, I won't tell anybody, man. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> hey, but no, nah, that's, that's, that's respect, man. That's respect. Uh, those games are definitely like so fun to play. Me and Scott talk about it all the time. It's um, it would be incredible if they ever brought those back, but uh, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But um, it will be great. Hopefully, production has started. I guess we'll. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we may get an announcement here. Uh, it'd be nice. Pay the kids, be- man. Pay the kids. Pay For the real. kids, man. Pay the kids, man. Off likeness too. Yeah, but I only played at LSU when I was like ten years old, man. So no, don't get any ideas, man. It's roll time. Yeah, it's, not, it's all good, man. I know it. I know <laughs> it, man. I know it. Uh, it's wild. Like I tell people all the time. Like when I was growing up, like Bama, they had the history, but they just weren't that good. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember, like Brody Croyle and fucking, uh, you know, people like that playing. Um, and then here comes Saban, man. It's like, golly, this is going to be different, isn't it? And and it's just been, you know, it's been on a roll ever since, for lack of a better term. But yeah, uh, right. it's it's incredible. Still good for college football. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. They're they're you know, certified dynasty. Um, and I I I'd say Clemson is probably on that same trajectory. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, it's going to be interesting whenever Saban does step step away, like, mm-hmm. you know, talk about like a tough, a tough, you know, a tough pair of shoes to, to walk into, you know, but uh, I guess we'll see when that time comes. I'll be in mourning. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I'm still, I'm still, I think about that all the time. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm thinking about that more now than ever before, guys. Because for a while there, I was on the board with uh, Dabo's not leaving Clemson. I was like, "You kidding me?" But I don't know, man. He could, especially after this this last contract he got and the clause in it. As far as uh, if he were to leave Clemson, you know the the buyout terms and all that, yeah. some kind of uh, astronomical number. So it kind of worried me a little bit. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, Saban, he seems like he's still in pretty good health. He sh- shook off Rona pretty quickly. Yeah. What was the, the clause in Dabo's contract? Um, I got to pull up the actual uh, details here. Because I was a firm believer that, that you know, I was on that Dabo was going to go to Alabama once Saban's done. And now I'm completely right. opposite. Of it, I, and so I think we've almost switched the trajectory, in a sense, because I feel like Dabo's literally built a dynasty at Clemson. So, like, why would he want to leave? It's almost like you know, 
Coach Bowden at Florida State, in a sense, like, you know, you can just absolutely run it up there and you're you're a god in South Carolina. So I don't know, man. Maybe that that'd have to be on him if he truly wanted to leave, because you know, he can write his own ticket there in Clemson. So so here's how it would shake out. His buyout figures, if he were to um if he would be bought out by Thursday, this Thursday, it'd be four million. So December thirty first, twenty twenty, would be four million dollar buyout. Um, if it was any other school aside from Alabama, if it was Alabama, it would be six million. And then uh, if it's after twenty, or if it's before twenty twenty two, it's three million. Any school, four point five million. If it's Bama uh, through twenty twenty five, it's two million. Any other school, three million. Bama, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so. The buyout is just bigger if he if he were to leave for Alabama. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, was it? That tells me they they know what's up. Yeah, they know what's going on in Titletown. Yeah, ever since this deal, I mean, it's a great deal. I mean, he's he's. I don't think he's leaving before the deal ends, which goes through twenty twenty seven. Um, however, I'm nervous. I, I, I always felt like he would be there for, I, he was going to be like a 30 year guy and he, he's going to be pushing almost 20 at the end of this contract. But, um, I don't know, man. I, he's one of those guys I would, I would hate to see him leave. If he does leave, I hope he leaves while Brent Venables is still on staff. So he can just, you know, just take over, and, you know? He'll, he'll run the show. Yeah, you know, it's crazy with these coaches. These guys have uh, have huge egos, I think. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, – I feel like a time for a new challenge always kind of comes up, or at least these guys maybe think about it. Um, so, I mean, we never know. We never know. But I definitely think there's still that chance that he might, he might make that play down the line. But um, we'll be, you know, tough to – tough shoes to fill, you know, no matter what, however you slice it. It'll be interesting to see. He's his, you know, his reputation is taking a little bit of a hit. You know, it may not be as easy as it as as he makes it out to be. But at the same time, man, I mean, only people that hate Dabo are the people that really don't know him. So everybody that knows the guy keeps on praising him. And uh, I don't know. His recruiting hasn't seemed to miss a beat this season, so. That's good news for me. Oh, yeah. Die hard. Y'all are rocking and rolling. So yeah. I expect the train to uh, keep on pushing here, sir. Oh, yeah. We got some nice classes coming in next year. Brad, you guys got number one class again. Shit's crazy. Man, as as the uh, the famous saying, and I heard it on the podcast, the rich get richer. And, and that's, you know, both all of our programs, really. I mean, Reloading. Yeah. Reload, baby. Oh, it's yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had, we had we had we had a rough year, but you know we'll be back. We'll be back. Oh yeah, y'all always scare me, man. It's and I was I was listening to the podcast, the I guess last week or whatever. But the the Joey Galloway disrespect, I, I appreciate you shouting him out, man. <laughs> that, I watched that live and I was like, man, you know, for somebody who played the game, like you don't ever underestimate the opponent like that, like. 
in public. Basically. That shit was so disrespectful, bro. It was, bro. It was. Has he come outside yet? Yeah, he still he still ain't addressed it, man. He still ain't addressed it, man. <laughs> oh man, I just looked up in this Miami game. It's not looking good for the Canes. Yeah, they're breaking it open a little bit. They're breaking it open. Yeah, nice little run play there, but we'll see what the flag is. But guys, we're we're slated to have a really good New Year's Day. You know. I mean, we'll see how the Bama Notre Dame game, game shakes out, but I, I still think we could see a blowout. But either way, I mean, we're going to get two winners. We're going to have a game match set up for uh, for January 11th in Miami, and I'm sure we'll be back to talk about it. Uh, you know, before then and uh, before uh, we sign out here, Brad, uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, appreciate you, of course, listening uh, with us and, 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 you know, rocking with us every week. And uh, really glad to have you on, man. It's the uh, first time we've had anybody associated with Alabama on the show, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, big appreciation, Brad. Um, you know, uh, we know we kind of hit you on short notice yesterday about coming on. You came on. You rocked it out. You've been great. Uh, come back anytime, sir. Man, I appreciate you both, dude. Y'all y'all stay, stay crushing it, man. I'm a big fan, and – um, roll tide, man. I'll, I'll be happy to happy to join anytime, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, everybody, this is free tuition. We're gonna go ahead and kick it off here. We'll see y'all next week for the preview of the championship and title game, the Natty, uh, January eleventh, eight p.m. Miami Gardens. Uh, but until then, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Later.